morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday. The date is May 9th. Hope you had a nice and restful weekend. And if you didn't, that you'll get to find an opportunity to take some time uh, for yourself to do something you love this week. Big sports weekends, kind of a lot of big sports stuff to talk about. If you're not a big sports fan, maybe skip this episode. Or also, I feel like some of this is really fun for even people who don't follow the sport because I don't follow some of these sports and I had a really uh, good time writing these up. But I want to start with a little anniversary. Today is the anniversary of the release of one of my favorite movies of all time, Vertigo, Alfred Hitchcock's movie. And I'm sorry to be pretentious and start with this like movie from 1958. Um, but I do think it's the movie that sort of helped me get into older movies when I wanted to start watching Hitchcock movies and things like that. It's obviously paced very slow. Um, but the use of color in it is really beautiful. Um, and it's a really incredible food. It's a really incredible slow burn movie that I really love. Um, Alfred Hitchcock, the way that he writes suspense is really insane. Just the whole time. Nothing that crazy happens in Vertigo, but the whole time you are just kind of in suspense. And then I have a fun fact. Alfred Hitchcock's costume designer, uh, who is the costume designer for pretty much all of his movies, is this woman named Edith Heed. Go ahead and look up a picture of Edith Heed, and then let me know if she doesn't remind you of anybody. She looks exactly like Edna Mode from The Incredibles. It is who they based Edna Mode on, even though they're kind of a little cagey about whether or not that's exactly true. Um, and she in the movie used the color of the costumes to highlight different characters' states of mind in different scenes. She's one of the greatest costume designers of all time, and I feel like that's such a fun fact people don't know, that she is the basis for Edna Mode. Edna Mode, the beloved character from the Incredibles. And with that, we can hop over into what I view as the biggest cultural news of the weekend. Hip-hop. Yesterday, Kendrick Lamar surprise dropped a song and music video um, from his forthcoming album. The song is called The Heart Part 5. The music video is really, really cool. It uses deep fakes of a bunch of other celebrities to make it look like they're rapping. Kanye appears in it. Kobe appears in it. Nipsey Hussle appears in it. Um, the music video is really cool. And the song is incredible go listen to it for yourself I, I don't know i just kendrick is the greatest rapper alive he hasn't put out music in over five years he puts out this track surprise um and it is a really really incredible really interesting song he's in my opinion the greatest rapper alive he just he, he's never put out anything even close to bad the hard part five is a hit you can listen to it on streaming platforms and then remember that the new album is set to come out uh the 13th so later this week and with that easily we can hop over into entertainment Entertainment. Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness opened this weekend, and as expected, it dominated the box office. It's a pretty solid bet when the Marvel movies come out that they're going to dominate. On its opening weekend, the Doctor Strange movie pulled in $185 million at the North American box office, uh, and then globally $450 million. What was that, right? That's crazy. That's so, so, so much money in the first weekend. Marvel makes so much money. Some of their latest releases, besides for Spider-Man No Way Home, have not really crushed Morbius Cough Cough. Um, so it's nice to see them getting another hit. I've also heard this movie is kind of cool and weird and spooky. I need to watch it. I'm going to go try and see it this week. The reviews are like semi-mixed. Some people are really liking it, but I think you have to be like kind of a diehard Marvel fan is what I've heard. And you need to really like know the lore and have watched everything, which I've watched most. So I'm going to try and check it out this week. And then Saturday night was a huge fight night for the UFC and there was a boxing match. Um, Bo is on a plane as I'm recording, but I had him write up some details on it. But if you have any follow-up questions, hop in the Discord tomorrow, get on Twitter and Bo will be able to answer the questions. <laughs> Sports. Biggest news of the weekend, and even I, somebody who doesn't follow fighting sports, knows that this is a big deal. Uh, Canelo Alvarez suffered his first loss since 2013. Um, he has taken on a ton of tough challengers in that period to still maintain not having any losses, and he even went up in weight uh, for this fight. Dimitri Bivol successfully defended the 175 title by peppering Canelo with the long jab. 
Um, he proved to be a great champion and deserves all the respect in the world. Likely we'll see a rematch between those two again, which a lot of my boxing fan friends have been saying they're excited about. And then the UFC, Charles Oliveira defeated Justin Gaethje by submission in the first round. Uh, and then I had remember seeing this story uh, during the week on Friday, I think on Friday, because Oliveira had missed weight by 0.5 pounds. He was stripped of the title, but now he'll have an automatic title fight in his next bout. I saw this on Twitter as well. It turns out I followed the UFC a little bit. Mike Chandler had the knockout of the night with a crazy front kick to Tony Ferguson. Go watch that. It's insane. Um, and then Carla Esparza snagged the women's strawweight title from Thug Rose in what was Bo deemed kind of a snooze fest. But that catches you up on everything that happened Saturday night. Okay, and then I don't follow the Kentucky Derby. I'm not a... I, I don't follow horse racing like that. I, I don't know. I guess people do. Um, I know people love to bet on it. Um, but what happened <laughs> in the Kentucky Derby was super fun. Um, go and watch the clip if you haven't seen it. But so the winner was Rich Strike, the horse, and uh, the horse won against 80 to 1 odds. This is the greatest odds upset since 1913 when a horse with 91 to 1 odds won. Um, but uh, Rick Dawson, also the owner of Rich Strike, he found out that Rich Strike, the horse, would be running in the Derby about 30 seconds before the Friday morning entry deadline on Friday. So up until Friday morning, he did not know the horse was going to be running. And then Rich Strike in the final turn was in 17th position and began accelerating and moves through the pack and eventually right in the final like moment gets to the front. Um, go watch the clip. There's a really great clip going around Twitter of the bird's eye view of seeing him move. And it's crazy. He's way in the back and then he just starts cooking and cooking. Um, I understand that the first quarter mile was like one of the fastest quarter miles ever. So people think that it's possible that the horses, a lot of the horses were tired and Rich Strike was able to take advantage of that and get through. But it's crazy. Just watching any clip of watching somebody in the back get to the front is epic. Go watch it. And then it was a super exciting weekend in the NBA. Uh, some of the series had two games this weekend, and some of the series had one. So I'll start with the, game, uh, the series that had one, the Bucks and the Celtics, which has been arguably the most even contest so far. Um, they have been these really, really physical games. The Bucks beat the Celtics in a very close game, bringing that series to 2-1. The Bucks are up. And then the Warriors beat the Grizzlies by 30 points on Saturday, uh, bringing that series to 2-1 for the Warriors. And then there's some drama that's going on in that. Uh, which is just that in game two of the series, Dylan Brooks on the Grizzlies fouled Gary Payton of the Warriors pretty hard. And I would say that for me personally, it was it, it was a dirty foul. He should not have fouled him like that. Um, he was in the air and he fell and he's now injured and is out uh, indefinitely, it seems like. And Steve Kerr in the postgame interview said that Dylan Brooks broke the code, um, the code that NBA players play by of like to not hurt somebody. And then in this game on Saturday, and this is just such a bummer that this is the narrative, but John Morant got injured, and we should just be talking about that it's a bummer that John Morant got injured, and we don't really have any information about his status right now. Um, but there was a play right before he got injured where Jordan Poole on the Warriors kind of grabbed at his knee, um, and John Morant right after the game tweeted, broke the code in reference to Steve Kerr, saying that that was a dirty foul. I love John Morant to death. It, it's not a dirty foul. You can go watch it. It's like he kind of grabbed at his knee a little bit, but he didn't. It, there was no malice. Jordan Poole also said right after, like, there was no malice. He, he was just trying to get the ball. It, it didn't seem like a dirty foul. But so there's been a lot of drama. There are doctors on Twitter talking about whether or not it's a foul, whether or not it could have caused the injury. It's very silly. And then the Mavs Sun series was probably the most exciting of this weekend. Um, the Mavs, uh, last we spoke, had zero wins against the Suns, and they are now tied up 2-2. On Friday, they managed to pick up their first dub against the Suns. Chris Paul has been struggling, um, and they took advantage of that. And Luka is also, in my opinion, top five player in the NBA. He is an incredible, incredible talent. And then they evened the series yesterday afternoon, um, again defeating the Suns in a pretty close game to bring that series to 2-2 as well. So we're having a lot of tight series, which is super fun. And then finally, the fourth series of this weekend was the Heat Sixers series, which also turned out to be really fun. Uh, when we last spoke, um, the Heat were up 2-0. The Heat seemed 
pretty hard to stop. But then Joel Embiid came back from his injury. Um, they won one on Friday and then they won one again in fantastic fashion yesterday. Um, and so now two series that last we spoke about them, the Suns Mavericks and the Heat Sixers uh, were 2-0, have now been brought up to 2-2, two two, um, which means we've got a lot more fun basketball to watch. Joel Embiid has been playing through an injury with this mask on to protect him from uh, it was a, something, a facial fracture of some kind of a concussion that he suffered in the previous series. Um, but he's playing through it and he's hooping. Um, it is <laughs> the Sixers are really playing great. It's fun to watch them. And that is it for today's episode. For more detail on these stories more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on our social media platforms. Hop in the Discord, especially if you got questions about the fight stuff. I know Bo can answer and get on Twitter. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, remember to stay curious. Stay curious.